Meet the movie press. We have so much to talk about this week. Wonder Woman, M. Night's take on Tales of the Crypt is dead. Murder on the Orient Express trailer. Adam Wingard's going to direct Godzilla vs. Kong. And there's so much more. Plus, a very special guest host. See you in a minute. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. This is Meet the Movie Press. It is June the, let me check, second. Uh, welcome. <laughs> it is a Friday. Uh, I'm sitting where Jeff usually sits. It, obviously, I, I talk about the visuals on the show, and I suddenly realise that a lot of people do listen on a podcast. So this is completely irrelevant. Hmm. But in your mind's eye, imagine a desk if you're listening. I am currently on the right-hand side, and on the left-hand side, where I usually sit, again, useless if you're listening to the podcast on iTunes or various other channels, is not me. Hello, who are you? I'm Roxy Stryer, and I'm not you. I just looked. <laughs> I know, but I was going to wear my Wonder Woman outfit today. Okay, and you didn't because I stole it? What happened? Uh, I didn't shave my legs. Oh. Although I've got to be, uh, got to be honest with you, my ass looked pretty sweet. I bet, I in bet that little that little outfit. So you're Jeff and I'm yeah, you. I'm Jeff. Yeah, Jeff goes bald this week. Uh, I've got him. hair. Yeah, uh, and I, I work out slightly more. Um, so Roxy, a lot of people who who obviously watch Popcorn Talk, they already know who you are. Um, but for those people who have been living in a cave for the last oh, the five people, to ten years, the yes. cave people. Um, who are you and what do you do and where can we find you? That's a great question. I'm Roxy Stryer. I host DC Movie News yeah. on this, which is one of the reasons I think that you brought me on to talk a little Wonder Woman It is, because there's going to be a special show at 12 o'clock. If you're watching this live, this is relevant. Yeah, and it, again, if you're one of the iTunes listeners... You ma- can catch it up yeah. on the tunes of I. The tunes of I. Mm. What if it's the tunes of us? Uh, well, that'd then, be us tunes. That, yeah, then there's always a there's that would be us tunes. Defeats the trademark purpose. copyright. <laughs> trademark. I'm also over at Screen Junkies yeah. and all over town talking about movies and TV. So, yeah, here I am, kind of everywhere. Where can we find you on social media? At Roxy Stryer. Keep it easy for the people. You mm. know. I was going to complicate it with just a load of numbers, but uh, but having your name is is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. A and lot of times, the like one, two, three. Mm-mm. And if you don't know who the hell this little bald fella is, uh, my name is Simon Thompson. Uh, you can find me on social media at Showbiz Simon, Instagram at Showbiz Simon, and I have a Facebook page. <gasps> this is Simon Thompson. So there's a movie out this week. Yeah. Yeah. A little film. Got a lady in it. Kind of an indie. Kicking you know, ass. An art house, real. I do, but I do like to support these these small movies. Uh, um, it's really good of you. They're micro budget. They tend to struggle to get seen in multiplexes. Yeah, you're a good person for yeah. going. It's called, in case you haven't heard of it, it's called Wonderful Man. Oh, Wonder. Um, Wonderful Man. Uh, yeah, Wonder Woman. DC movie. Yeah. Good DC movie. Good I, movie. I would say great DC movie. It is, yeah. I mean, especially if you're going to put DC movie after it, you're mm. going to have to say great. Yeah. Because that, that's what's going on with that track record right now. Well, one thing, we got a response on the show on online. Obviously, if you, after the show, if you want to comment on YouTube, uh, you, you can comment on the comment section there. Or you can comment on, on iTunes, etc. And do tell people about the show. And we had somebody saying, when, when I was talking about the, the movie, because I saw it a couple of weeks ago, I was saying about how uh, I was comparing it to other DC movies. And people were going, don't compare it to other DC movies. Compare it uh, just as a, as a standalone movie, whether it's good or not a good movie. It's kind of inevitable, though, with a movie in a universe like this, whether it's Marvel or DC or Harry Potter or Star Wars or whatever, to not compare it to other movies. So let's look at it from that point of view, first of all. How does it compare to those other DC movies? 
In the current slate right yeah, now? Yeah, the current slate. Okay. I think definitely this is... I don't think there's anybody in the world that's going to say Suicide Squad is better than this film. I don't think that anybody would say BVS. Now, there are yeah. some major Man of Steel fans out there. I don't happen to be one of them. Henry Cavill is one of them. Yeah, that is definitely true. One. He's the one and only. And watch on the, the wall. Board. Cavill. One. one. Yeah. Got it. Done it. No, there. You haven't met the diehard Man of Steel fans. They stand by that movie. I saw that movie twice in the theatre. Good for you. Uh, yeah, I, I really like Man of Steel. So when people say I'm always slagging off DC movies, that's simply not the case. There are DC movies that I love. I think it was actually my least favorite of the previous DC films. Okay. I cannot stand that movie. Everything that happens with the dad and the dog just infuriates me, and I don't understand. I don't understand what happened there. <laughs> but this is by far and away the best movie in the current slate. Yeah. And that's how I feel about how it compares to DC movies. But I like the point that you're saying, that sometimes you have to compare it in, and sometimes it's good to look at it just as a standalone movie. Well, you, you, I mean, you'll get this a lot as well. When we go and see movies, the first thing that people, if, especially if it's part of a series, they want to know whether it's a good movie, and they do want to see how does it compare to the other movies, which they have seen. I don't think it's an unreasonable comparison to make but obviously you do have to judge these movies um, on their own merits key part of this and something that has caused a little bit of controversy is it is the first female led superhero movie that we have seen um, and also directed by a woman now this project was sat on the shelf and was in in production for a long long time with Michelle McLaren yeah I mean countless people have, have been attached to this and Gal Gadot um obviously is Wonder Woman in this how do you think first of all she has performed in this I loved her performance. Yeah. I think without giving any spoilers, I I love that she is able to be a little naive and have that incredible smile, but mm. also be believable. She's the most endearing person on the screen the entire movie. She's she's so fabulous. She's someone that previously in a lot of her, her other films that she's done, I, I haven't been particularly enamored with. But there's something about her in this role that was just so easily watchable. Exactly. There was nothing she ever had before that was meaty in any kind of way. And I agree with you. I've seen her before on screen and thought, that's fine. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing pissed me off about it. Yeah. She's never been bad. Right. She just wasn't somebody that I was like, there's our Wonder Woman. Well, you wouldn't walk walk away from most of her movies and go, oh, what was the best person in that movie? Gal Gadot. Yeah. Simply, and I don't mean that in a derogatory way, but you just don't do that with a lot of her movies. But now, she is great. And Chris Pine. Their chemistry, too. And Chris Pine, I don't mean this disrespectfully, he wouldn't have chemistry if he had a chemistry set from Dr. Chemist. But now you disagree. That's not his strong point. Now, I totally disagree because he nails it. He nailed it. So why is it then? What is it about them? Well, I'm a big Chris Pine fan. Have you ever seen uh, This Means War? (laughs) Yeah, I, I have. Unfortunately, you reminded me that I did that a terrible comedy he did with Tom Hardy and Reese Witherspoon. Oh, yes, oh, yes. And there was chemistry in that. I will tell you, I know people don't look to the rom-coms to look for chemistry sometimes. But we don't, Roxy. I... There's often a really good reason for that. I think he's yeah. wonderful. Okay. I think he's a fabulous actor. I yeah. thought that he was a perfect fit for this role, mm. but he even surpassed my expectations. Like you're saying, their chemistry was incredible, and I didn't expect him to be this good. Is he experienced something of a of a talent renaissance where he started out doing the sort of the fluffy rom com kind of things, the things he would like Lindsay Lohan, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and then he moved in sort of more that he started doing a bit more drama and and obviously things like horrible bosses and stuff as well. But with this and hell. Hello, High Water. Chris Pine has actually proved himself to be an actor to me with a capital A. Hmm. You got that capital. 
He's he's graduated. Yeah. I think so, and I think it's going to be an upward trend for him. I mean, I can't really picture him falling off after this. Mm. I haven't heard one person who's seen the movie who was like, no, just didn't do it for me. So I I think you're right. That's exactly where we're going with this. And how much of that do you think is coming from the fan community who are so genuine, and this, again, is not an anti-DC thing. It's generally across a lot of these franchises and a lot of these, these universes are people who just want to like it regardless, and some people who are surprised that they really enjoyed it and are just getting on board with it organically. I don't think that it's because people just want to like it. We've seen people hate DC films over and over again, regardless of how hard they're trying to love it. So I really think this is because it's a genuinely great film. He does an amazing job. She does an amazing job. And I feel like, if anything, people were trying to dislike this film. Like, you know, just curmudgeon-y, DC sucks, whatever it is that people say. And they went to see this, and it's like, wow, I can't not like this movie because it's really good. Well, for me, it was, again, I mean, comparing it to to, to Batman versus Superman, at the time I said that I thought um, Gal was totally wasted in that. I thought Wonder Woman was totally wasted. She was kind of, for me, it felt a little bit shoehorned in. I didn't think she was given a great chance to to sort of, you know, really sort of give herself a strong connection with the audience as a character. She was kind of like a third wheel. But But it wasn't about her performance. It it wasn't about about her performance. It was more about the script and sort of how the whole thing was constructed. But here, now she's taking the floor. There just seems to be a connection. And people are asking as well in in the chat about the, the chemistry with Patty as the director. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people are like, oh, well, it's a woman making a movie with a woman in the lead. And, oh, well, it's Girls Club. I think there's an element of that. But also I think there's the, the element that Patty has brought something out in Chris as a female director that has brought out an emotion and a sensitivity and a vulnerability in both the female and the male characters that this kind of sausage fest that we tend to have just in the industry in general needs. Yeah, I can't. And that's what's missing from the universe. Can you imagine how long we'd be sitting here if I talked about every male that's directed a male actor and was like, those are all bro movies. Yeah, dude. it's it's a really ridiculous comparison. Like, every, every single movie is that. Mm. That is every movie except for the tiny 1% where yeah. we actually got a female director to direct either a man or a woman. So I can't even listen to those comments yeah. because it's like, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. But when, we, when you mentioned the Chris Pine thing, that is really interesting that somebody like Patty Jenkins, who was able to pull out that performance from Charlize Theron and who is mm-hmm. able to pull out that performance from Gal Gadot, mm-hmm. is now also we're seeing she can do it with other sexes, which is wonderful because I do think she has a massive career in the DCEU and outside of that and yeah. not just in female-driven scripts. But also with the male protagonists here, the, the male bad guys, there was something about them that was handled differently, I think, to how a male director might have handled it. How much say do you think she had in hiding some of the reveals? You know, how she, she kept a lot behind the curtain. I mean, I can imagine that she would have had quite a lot of... I think it probably is a, is a two-pronged thing. I think she would have had... They had a lot of faith in Patty. I mean, even at Comic-Con last year, we saw how much faith they had in her as a helmer and someone who's going to present this product. But I think also Warner are very careful about certain things in their reveals, about if they know they've got a good product, they want to try and keep it a little back. I think they've learned from Suicide Squad, where they put a lot out there quite early on. There was a lot, And basically, by the time the film was released, it felt like a completely different film to what we've been sold in the early Suicide Squad stuff. To, to this, it, you know, the whole role of the Joker, etc., etc. So I think some of it would have been her, and I'm really glad that if it was her, she did that, because there's lots of things about this movie that I went in there not knowing and not expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, this is also one of the few, it's not a spoiler, but it's got more than one protagonist, 
And to me, that can go horribly wrong in this kind of comic book movie. There are very few that have worked where there's one more than one protagonist. Right. And this worked for some reason. Yeah, absolutely. I was only asking because you're talking about how she handles males in the mm. film. And I think that it was interesting how in marketing, Chris Pine did take such a backseat and the other males in the film did take such a backseat. Mm. And I, I wonder if she had anything to do with that. I don't know. I mean, I think also it's a Wonder Woman movie and it's very much Wonder Woman. I think we saw it, uh, say, to compare it with like Iron Man. Um, and I think especially as even though she has been in a movie previously, this is an origins tale for Wonder Woman. And so I think it really does have to be all about her. And I think to be able to stand up, every every point that Patty Jenkins has made, either before, during or after the movie, every rhyme and reason for every single thought and action that she's done has been, has had a really solid thought behind it. Yeah, You know, there's a, there's a solid reason for every decision she has made. And that's and she could back that up. And I think with that conviction and that understanding of the material, and she had a great understanding of the cast, the amount of time that she took before actually even making the movie. I mean, Patty would fly around the world to meet with people for dinner, even before they'd seen a script. She pitched it to Chris before he'd seen a script, mm-hmm. drew out the character, drew out what she thought he could bring to the character. She thought this through. Oh, of course. To, and, a, to an nth degree. And talk to every single person who's previously been involved in any iteration of Wonder Woman. Yeah. I mean, Linda Carter and every everybody who's written for Wonder Woman. Everybody, mm-hmm. All of these people just trying to get as much information and insight as she possibly could. And that's what you have to do when something has so much source material. Yeah. So I, I think that she was very methodical about this and planned every single step out. And she did listen to fans as well. I mean, obviously, fan input can be sometimes a great positive and sometimes a great negative, but she did take into account what fans might like and think. That's true, but because not too much. I told her to make a great film, and she did, so that must have been from me, I think it was right? you. I think it was I'm you. I'm pretty sure that I, that, I That's somewhere that. on the posters, I think. I think you've got a credit. Credited. Yeah, I think you for are. For the whole film. There. Yeah, basically, you're just, just above... Patty. Right. I don't like to brag about it. It's like Ro- Roxy Stryer did all this and yeah. Patsy did some stuff. Yeah. Patty's even said yeah. that in a few interviews. Yeah. Yeah. She, she doesn't stop talking about you. It's embarrassing. Yeah. I was, it is. It's yeah. So I mean. Enough, Patty. Yeah. I, I get it. I know. Wow. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, I, I, I just think it worked phenomenally well. So what were the bits that you, uh, there were a couple of things about this, even though I also love the movie, that, that I wasn't quite okay about and we're going to keep this spoiler free in case you haven't seen it already. Yeah. That's the problem for the, the, the bits that were maybe questionable. Questionable is even too harsh of a word. Okay. Things that I might have made different choices at are so spoilery and specific, mm. which is actually a good thing because it's not like I have a broad, I didn't like the music or yeah. I didn't like the plot. It's just small little things uh, that I was like, mm, maybe I would have gone a different way here. But in general, I don't have too many qualms with the film. Yeah. What about you? Third act felt a little bit samey to me, to a lot of other movies that we've seen within the universe. Um, Do you think because of pacing or just because of what ends up happening? I thought what she'd done with the third act was 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 great. She did a really good job with it. But just how it played out felt a little bit samey to me. I felt that I, I considering how innovative she'd been in so much of the rest of the movie, I think to deliver that final third, I thought, potentially she could have brought some of that flair from the first two thirds to that and given it that extra thing that she's managed to touch everything else in it with. Hmm, interesting. Um, it was still far from disappointing, but because it was so good and solid all the way through with, with humour and tenderness and action, I just felt it was a little bit standard. I think that the first act was so strong yeah. and so shocking yeah. and just even visually appealing that... I- 
honestly, by the time I got there to the third act, I felt like we had earned everything. I had already checked all of my boxes. Sure. And the rest for me was just like, I'm along for the ride. This is awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready to be here. Yeah. So I, I loved it, but I see what you're saying. I did enjoy it. I mean, yeah. don't, don't get me wrong. I don't think it's bad. But I was just kind of like, oh, another one of those. Okay. Do you guys hear that out there? He doesn't think it's bad. This no, is when no, the God, tweets no. I, genu- I genuinely enjoyed the movie. Um, I mean, as, as a film, as part of a universe, and as part of DC. I think this, we always talk, Jeff and I always talk on the show about the lessons that DC uh, and, and Warner have to um, have to take away from this um, when they're making their next movies. And I think if they want to look at success, I think they need to look at Wonder Woman and what worked there, because it did. Whatever that magic is, they need to bottle that and bring that to all the other projects. What do you think the biggest lesson they should take away from it is? Putting you on the spot. Um... I, on, do you know what? I think it's if I could put my finger on it, I think I could make a gazillion dollars in Hollywood. I'm not <laughs> quite sure what it is, but I think they need to look at the math behind that and see what what Patty did with her cast and creative team that hasn't compare it with what has what hasn't happened in the process to date and try and find. Don't just replicate it. Learn from it and build on it because otherwise you're going to get the same old tired old shit, which is still going to annoy audiences. Yes, absolutely. Uh, you're pleased the diehard fans who are always going to think that the film is amazing because it's a whatever and that's the same for all franchises. But I think in order to bring those new people in, I think this is a great chance for Warner and DC to find people who have been steering clear of their movies or not being fussed about their movies going i like these movies i'm on board now don't cock it up okay so we'll see um also let's briefly talk spoke to jeff about this this week um the the all-female screenings of wonder woman that kind of that moved on this week a little bit you can take the lead on this oh yeah Uh, interesting i mean I, i think that it is unbelievable what a big story this turned into yeah it made it seem like Everywhere across the country, men could no longer see Wonder Woman and that we were banning all men from seeing the movie at any point in time. That's what a big deal I feel like this turned out to be. And that is kind of wild to me that people even were that upset about it. I mean, I I don't personally know any men that were as perturbed by this. Do you know anybody who personally... I I don't. I honestly don't. I think there is a type of man who feels but i think it's a type of person i don't think it's a man i think the minute that you tell someone that they can't do something there are some people that will instantly be triggered to therefore go but i blah 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 <laughs> but i want to but yeah I have it's like to. when we see things like boycotts i'm not a big fan of boycotting things but it's like oh well i'm never gonna shop in blah 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 again it's like did you ever shop there i bought some towels there once for my auntie yeah. a couple of years ago. Which is probably a lie in the first place. Fuck those towels. Yes, exactly. It's kind of weird, you know? But yeah, I mean, I don't I don't quite understand where it was coming from. There are plenty of movies that men have no problems where it'll be a female-owned screening. Mamma Mia. There were Mamma Mia, predominantly women-only screenings in London when that film came out. It was part of the, the marketing process. I didn't see any guys losing their shit over that. It says something that we feel like there should be female screenings of a movie. I think women are just really excited to finally have a role model, somebody to look up to, somebody that's a huge franchise and and looks like them and has the same anatomy as them. Like, that's really exciting. Am I into excluding other people? No, go see the movie. But it's kind of fun to have a little girl's night out. Well, here's a a story for you. When uh, Magic Mike XXL, and I, I liked both the Magic Mike movies. I enjoyed them. And 
And um, I'm so happy you admitted that out loud. Yeah, I do. I think they're great fun. Yeah. Um, I'm not intimidated by their bodies. <laughs> uh, um, Me neither. But it was really weird because the, the screening that I went to, was a, it was a press screening in London. Um, and they had, uh, it was predominantly female journalists and female guests. There were probably about 15% men in there. And uh, probably a good 50 to 60% of those men were gay. And then there was kind of like the, the straight guys who wanted to go and see the movie. And they brought strippers out, male strippers, for, for the audience. And seriously, that auditorium Fine. full of women was mildly terrifying. Because they were screaming, hooting, hollering. Screaming, hooting, hollering. It was mildly terrifying. So I'm like... If if women want to get together and watch a movie together in like one or two or three screens around the entirety of America, that's the 50 fine. Fifty states that we have. Yeah, just go to another screening. Chances are, in the multiplex where you're buying your ticket, there's another screen showing that movie. Maybe fifteen minutes later. Right. Right. It- it was wild. And then to the extent that it got crazy, that no. letter that was written to the mayor of Austin being like, I'm never coming to this city. Yeah. I think that all people should boycott this city. Name one thing that women have ever invented. Uh, are you kidding? And finally, his response, which was like, ooh, from man to man, I don't want to embarrass you, but I'm going to let you finish. But it was incredible. I, I, I just feel like the whole world needed to read that letter and see how outrageously ludicrous people sound when they're up in arms about this. Yeah. It, Do people know what's going on in the world? Like, that's what you're pissed about? Yeah. That's what you're angry about. Pick, pick a different cause, man. Yeah, pick, pick your battles. Yes. And that battle is not... Nobody's going to look back on their life and go, oh, what are you most proud of, Dave? Tell you what I'm most proud of. Being a dick about women watching Wonder Woman together. Yeah, I really did a good job there. Stuck it to those women. Oh, yeah. Well, the one who created me. Never went out back of to them. Austin ever yeah, again. Yeah, no. Screw Austin. They let ladies watch a movie on their own. Worst but place But we do ever. this all the time, though. Guys, we watch movies at home. It's like my wife will go out and I'll like get some of the guys around and we'll watch a movie. And it's like because it's not a movie that my wife would want to watch. It's like, it's fine. She doesn't pick it outside the house she's not writing a letter to the mayor no 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 well yeah no nothing no she would protest if i made her watch magic Mike (laughs) because that's her idea of hell but there you go so yeah so it's you know i just i just find the whole thing quite baffling i mean you are entitled to voice your opinion a hundred percent that's in the constitution first amendment doesn't entirely to be a dick though. yes yeah the two different things and it also doesn't take away from people wanting equality that was a yeah. big point they say they want equality yeah all right they've had ghostbusters <laughs> what more do you want great point yeah <laughs> so, you had one film roxy you had one film we women filled our quota now you've got a second one wonder woman and you want to own that as well yeah Damn, damn Jesus us. Jesus Christ, what have women ever done? We really need to look at ourselves. We and should And start do. inventing some shit, yeah, clearly. Yeah, I'm feeling quite threatened by you being here, to be honest with you. <laughs> I bet. Coming in mm-hmm. here with an opinion oh. and your thoughts. I'll, I'll work on that. Yeah, I hope there are no women watching this. Yeah. We'll do a separate women one for them. Gone. Separate one for them. Oh, like separate maybe a five minute after yeah, we'll man- that one. Yeah, we'll mansplain everything in that one as well. Oh, okay. Because that will go down well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm in, I'm in. Okay, let's move on. That was a lot of stuff on Wonder Woman, but there's a lot to talk about. Uh, Big story this week, Adam Wingard um, is going to direct Godzilla vs. King Kong. Or Godzilla vs. Kong, as it's called. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some people are, a lot of people are very happy about it. Uh, Some people are quite surprised by it. What do you think? I'm not in the happy camp. Okay. I'm not in the happy camp. Why is that? Uh, He just hasn't 
proved himself to be. This is a hard franchise for me to get excited about, okay. anyways. Yeah. Uh, anyway, anyways, and he is not my favorite. Uh, I I just think he's okay. okay. I think he's okay. And so when you take a franchise that I'm not obsessed with and you pair it with a director that hasn't proven himself to me to be somebody that I'm really excited to see, mm. this isn't a great match. Now, do I understand the thought process? Yeah, I get it. I, I get tonally why this would make sense, but I'm not too excited. You see, I, I really liked The Guest. I really liked that. I thought the how it was how it played out and how it's brought in lots of different bits of the genre and the style i really enjoyed i've liked his previous films as well and like you i was a little bit like interesting hmm but then i've looked at what has happened with godzilla which i didn't like and i looked at what happened with kong this year which i really liked and both of the directors of those films had come from kind of a similar background. Yes, absolutely. And I think with the studio system and the ideas and the facilities that were available to them, they did produce something, whether I liked it or not, that was certainly spectacular and very admirable on a scale that did resonate with audiences, if not particularly with me. And I'm just wondering if this is a good call for, for Adam. I think it's one of those, if it ain't broke, don't fix it situations. Yeah. Like you said, if it's working for them, they're like, let's just keep finding this kind of person, keep doing this, yeah. see how it works. I mean, they're money makers for sure, so I, I get why this is something that happened. But I've never been somebody who's going to pretend to be excited about something that I'm not, yeah. and I feel like I've been seeing people tweeting, being like, this is awesome, this is the best, my favorite team. Is it? Well, also, you, also, great directors make shit movies sometimes. Yeah. Some of the greatest the directors of all time since cinema began make a duty movie. Almost everyone. Almost all of them. Yeah. So, you know, just because you like someone as a director, it doesn't mean that the film is going to be excellent. Of course. I'm, so what would turn you on to this movie then? If you're not into the not into the, the characters, uh, Godzilla and Kong. I actually like Godzilla more than most people did. Okay. But uh, I don't know. I guess it would have to be more in the casting. Maybe the plot, some of the B story, because it's just not these big monster stories. Mm. That's not what really gets me. If, if I don't feel something in my gut, I'm like, oh, I'll watch it because it's entertaining. But yeah. it's not particularly for me. I know there's a huge audience for this, though. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I, I'm really interested to see what he's going to bring to this. I think he'll bring a certain visceral element Definitely. to it he's that got I think a, was perhaps missing. It was just monster smash. He's got a style for yeah. sure. What would make you the most excited if you knew exactly what that was going to be? I think for me, for, for me, I like him, and I'm on board with Godzilla versus Kong as as a as a as a, as a thing, as a concept. I for me, I really want to see who they're casting in this because I think the casting that they did for Kong Skull Island was generally great. I think the script was the weakest thing about that movie. Some points really sang, and some was just very, very flat. flat. Mm -hmm. So not all the characters are really drawn well. So a good script, drawn really well, and strong casting, I think, will be good. And just some little little nuances, some little tweaks and twists, I think will be really, really good as well. You know, just easy like that. Just cast the movie well. <laughs> Innovation. I mean, you know, going back to Wonder Woman, it's like, you know, a lot of movies now, I feel like I'm seeing fundamentally the same thing. Baywatch at the moment is basically a poor man's 20, 20, 20, 20 22 Jump Street. Yes. You know, and it's like, great, but I've seen Jump Street. And there are things I loved about Baywatch that I really, really enjoyed. The, the, the level of toilet humor and dick jokes was, was I love creative swearing. <laughs> I love dick jokes and all that kind of thing. I think it's, a, it's an absolute skill set in its own. You're a but potty joke fan. Yeah. Oh, oh God, absolutely. Um, 
But then there's a lot of other things that he didn't bring to the table. And I think having having all those pieces on the table, I think scripting and casting would be really, really good. So we'll see with that. Um, but also, um, staying on Monsters, Godzilla, um, King of Monsters, uh, King of the Monsters, uh, Thomas Middleditch from yeah. Silicon Valley yes. has joined this week. Yes, which is great. And just like what we're talking about right now, casting is important. Mm. So having some really talented, skilled actors that have chops, that can't hurt. Now, I love his work on Silicon Valley. Not so keen on his work on the Verizon adverts. <laughs> Are you going to hold that against him? Uh, well, I'm not a Verizon customer, yeah. so he's clearly not resonating with Damn. me. Because yeah, I'm sticking with T-Mobile. You're that yo. Verizon. Uh, you're sticking with T-Mobile. T-Mobile. That's where you're I get at. A, I get a good deal, and I get T-Mobile Tuesdays. Oh, they gosh. should now buy. They should now buy a read on the show because that. I that didn't was know not I was sitting in a room with a T-Mobile guy. Yeah. Yeah. You guys don't get service We can anywhere, talk cell man. phones later. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. But I like him, and I think he's going to bring something that potentially we haven't really seen him do a lot of drama. He has his serious moments on Silicon Valley. Yeah. And I think he delivers dry comedy really, really well. So we don't know what his character is going to be, but I think certainly having him in the mix could be, you know, an interesting an interesting element. I think it'll bring something quite fun to it. Kind of like, you know the control room in Jurassic Park, the original movie? Mm-hmm. And you have all the different characters in there. And I'm kind of like, let's have him as like that kind of, yeah, quirky, sciencey kind of guy or business kind of guy, potentially Weasley bad guy, that that level of you know minion. Do you think you could see him going dark? I don't think so. I don't think he would have that. I don't know if he has that gravitas. I think that might be too much for him. I mean, I would love, I love to see actors who are so. Like sort of you know sweet and nice and they have a certain thing and a little then quirky going, yeah and then going completely the other way yeah. I love that you know like we saw with um, oh god for for Bates Motel Freddie Highmore mm. Freddie was always playing and I, I have another story about this but I won't bore you with today um, when he was doing like you know the nice kids in movies kind of roles and then it was like hey Norman Bates you know just totally switching I, I love that kind of thing but I don't think we're going to see it with Thomas um, another bit of casting that, um, that that was sort of talked about this this week was Millie Bobby Brown um, auditioning for X. 23 in Logan. Did you see this news? She's my favorite of all time. and She's awesome. And while I think the casting on that film was perfect, I could totally have seen this being the best audition, the best thing that ever happens in yeah. sliced bread. What she is... What's better? What is better than Millie Bobby Brown? Well, you see, I had exactly the same thought process. And then I was like, I think something for me that worked... You already had a lot of big names in that movie. And because obviously she is super hot right now because of Stranger Things and a few other projects, I kind of like the idea that X-23 wasn't another big name. It was someone quite new. Because I think, and I've, I've spoken to Jeff about this previously, The I think sometimes when you want to create a character that has to be a very dynamic character, has to come through, it is sometimes better to have someone who doesn't come with any baggage, who doesn't come with any previous sort of well-known projects and that kind of thing so you have you go into this completely clean mm. and i think if she'd have come to this i mean she would have filmed it around the time that stranger things was taking off so she wouldn't have had that when she was cast but i think that the way that it turned out was probably for the best and i think logan was then more about hugh jackman than it was about anything else and i think if she was x23 would have taken away from that also thinking about and i know this is such a weird point to bring in but thinking about her as a human being because she is somebody i've met multiple times and she is a doll of a person yeah this is a girl who wears cinderella dresses that go out that sings every word to beyonce that has the cutest little voice of all time yeah 
let's maybe give her some light rolls before, as a child, we keep putting her in all these dark, scary, deep places. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I know that's oh, I agree. Me, not me thinking about the movie, but she's a child actress. Maybe let's let her have a little bit of fun. Eleven is a scary character to play. Her nose is bleeding all the time. She's like seizing out and she's killing things. The poor kid. Let her live life. I think also she she is 11 and it's difficult when you're, I say child, I don't mean to be patronizing, but when you're a child star to, if you do it all up front, which I think we've seen with the number in the last sort of 10 or 15 years, you don't really have a lot to go to when you're older. Absolutely. So I think you are absolutely right in the fact that, you know, we should give her the chance to, to explore these other roles. But I think if you do get you get associated to that, you don't want to become what we certainly had in the 70s and 80s and 90s with someone becomes a scream queen. You're a scream queen. Or that's who you are. you're the crazy lady. Or you're the you're the woman that's in a in a tumultuous affair relationship kind of thing. You don't want to get typecast with that. And I think because I think she does have so much to offer in so many ways, I would like to see her have perhaps the career of an Anne Hathaway. Mm. That kind of you know longevity and and um, depth of roles and difference of roles and stuff like that. So let's not crush her soul yet. Maybe and, maybe not and, crush her then, soul. Thirteen, I think, is when you start to. Well, in the Jewish religion, that's when you become a woman. So well, that's, that's when we, perfect. Yeah. Time. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, it's just kind of. I just for me, I'm. I she would have been awesome. But I just think it wouldn't have been the right choice. No question about that. She would have murdered that role. She would have been incredible. But it was already amazing. And it's good to give opportunities to multiple people. Similar person, um, but older. uh, Hayley Steinfeld. Yeah. Who I interviewed for the first time when she did uh, True Grit. Mm. Which is a film I I really enjoyed. And I knew she was going to do so well. How was she in person? (laughs) Amazing. She was like 11, 12 then, I think. She was just absolutely... I walked out of the room going, like, oh, my God, you're awesome. Um, and she is now... She's had some hits. She's had some misses. I think she was completely wasted in Pitch Perfect 2. Yes, I saw Pitch Perfect 2. As you should. Because I you didn't like love it. it. I love well, I I know, it. It was fine. It's a, not as good as the first one, but I did It's not as good it. as the first one, no. but how can you not have a smile on your face while watching? Well, you could be an asshole. That's not true. enjoy it. That's um, not us. But, yeah, but... No, we're not assholes. Uh, but Hayley, Hayley Steinfeld is now... Um, going to do the, or certainly lined up to do the, the Transformers spinoff, the Bumblebee movie. Yeah, which is interesting because with her career, you know, after Edge of 17, I yeah. feel like people are taking her... Great su- movie that not enough people saw, by the that way. Not enough people saw it, and people are taking her super seriously. Yeah. And then something like this, I'm like, huh, is she going, is she going the franchise route? Is yeah. she going to be that person, that face that we keep on seeing? This is another thing that I couldn't get myself too excited about, honestly. I was disappointed for her. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It's going to be Big Bank, and it's going to be a movie that's going to do well, I, I would assume, because it's a Transformers movie, and they, they generally do do well. Yes, they do. Um, I mean, even though they're not very good. Because you guys the first are one. seeing them, and yeah. I'm part of you guys. It's all those all-male screenings of Transformers. Yeah. You should... Have you guys ever even invented anything, bruh? Did you? So. Did you? I don't, I don't think, so. think so. Well, the women were being so intimidating that they kind of did all the stuff before we could get to it. We would have. That's true. You know what men invented? Transformers. That's yeah, what you we did. <laughs> and we are eternally sorry for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, only kidding, Transformers fans. Uh, millions of people. I actually don't dislike Transformers that much. I've I, seen all I the Transformers have, movies. I have some fun I don't know why. I like the first one. I just, for me, the Transformers, I just find them, I mean, they're great, but they're just monsters fighting. Uh, sorry, robots fighting, and it's just loud. Oh, it's really loud. I know I sound like I'm 90, but it's just, 
the first time I did the Transformers ride at Universal Studios in Hollywood, I had to write like three times because I was like, I don't know. I literally don't know what just happened. That was there that was is a lot so of much going on in that ride and a lot of movement. Yeah. Yeah, and not enough Megan Fox, and definitely not enough Shia Golden rule, not yeah. enough. <laughs> I'd go with not enough Megan Fox. Definitely not enough Shia LaBeouf. Even Shia LaBeouf would go, I think there's a little bit too much for me right now. He should host that ride, and it would make it better, too. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just do it! And we're like, is this performance art? <laughs> or is this like a really meta sequel? Can you imagine if he just walked out seeing him there? Hey, He'd do that, though. Yeah, he would. It's, that's, t- that's so Shia. Um, so Shire so coming up next on Lifeform that, that is we're going to pitch that oh okay that's so Shire are we going to pitch it directly to him because I feel like we got to get some more people on yeah he'll do it he'll stick it on a channel to 24 hours and he'll just watch back to back episodes and then we can watch him watching those he won't leave the room episodes. his eyes are like bleeding staring yeah. at himself mm-hmm. then he'll start to fight we made a hit yeah I think it's going to I think it's going to do really really well <laughs> Jeff never comes up with these ideas. Oh, um, yeah. So, wow, so that's I, what happens when I come on the show. It's good. <laughs> uh, for, but for her, I'm just kind of like, yeah, I get it, but I don't. I just, it doesn't. It's not that she won't do a good job. Yeah, it's that the movie won't be anything exceptional, and I think she's being taken very seriously right now as yeah. a, as a real, real performer. And this takes a lot of time. Yeah. She's in an interesting time of her life at an interesting age, and you don't get, sounds like I'm a grandma right now, but you don't get those years back, and you have to pick carefully the roles that you're taking, and this will make her money, you're right. How old is she now? She's like 20? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. So she's probably about five to ten years away from doing mom roles. Yeah. Where? Yeah. That's so scary. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that's Hollywood. And I just think that she still has more to give and Hollywood has more to give her in the terms of opportunities to start being either the woman who looks after the robot or the woman's sidekick of the robot. I just think which she'll do great at. Which she will I mean she will do a great job with it. But, but it I, won't push her. No. We won't see the performance that we're all talking about from years to come. And the audiences that she will take from doing this kind of movie aren't necessarily the ones that would then follow her through to do some of her smaller indie more dramatic work. That's not going to be an audience that's that's going to transfer, I think. So I think short-term benefit, long-term not quite so sure about but that. But it is true that it will make her become more of a household name, which she isn't right now. No. She's still probably kind of, oh, she's that girl from that thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah, which is totally not fair on her. Um, let's talk about Amanda Seyfried uh, closing a deal this week to do uh, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Here we go again. I, How could you not sing that? Because I sing terribly. Oh, well, I sing and terribly. No, nobody needs anyway. that in my life. I actually sing okay, but I'm shy, you know. I don't uh, know. Oh, you're so shy. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they all say about you. Yeah, I know. They do. They say Simon is a shy individual. Shy Simon. Doesn't talk a lot. That's what they call you. Yeah. They, I think that's what they call me. The, yeah. You wouldn't know because you're just so shy. You yeah, it's usually listen. behind my back. Yeah. But it's fine. I'll take it. As long as they're talking, that's fine. Um, Amanda <laughs> Seyfried, she closed the deal to do uh, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Uh, coming out, Get Your Diaries Out, July 20th, 18. Love this movie. Love her. Could not be more excited. After Wonder Woman, this is the most exciting thing I have to talk about. All the things today. I love this film. I listen to the soundtrack every day. I might be their number one fan. I have a confession. Okay, what is it? Don't tell me you've never seen it, because I don't know what I'll do. I have seen Mamma Mia more times oh. than is probably acceptable. Thank gosh. For A, the man of my age, B, a heterosexual man, <laughs> uh, and C, A and B. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I also love the soundtrack. I at the time when this movie came out, I was involved in a major promotion. I was, I was um, involved in some major radio stations in in the UK, um, and this was like our big sell for the year. This was our big promotional thing. I saw that movie so many times. I saw the musical. I went on set. I went to to do the junket in Greece. It was absolutely fantastic. I loved Mamma Mia. I'm genuinely excited about this sequel. What is better than hearing about this? I, I don't know. I could not be more excited because she's perfection. Mm. This movie is wonderful. And even if it was awful, I think I would still love it because yeah. what's not to love? Yeah. You have to go into these kind of things. People that hate on this kind of movie, it's like, look at what you're talking about. Yeah. Look at what this film is. Just smile and watch it and maybe have a drink beforehand. Do you know the people who are hating on this movie? A lot of them are the same people that complain about all women screenings of Wonder Woman. The people who are hating on this movie are never going to Austin again. No. That is what's happening. You barely find this film in Austin because the protests are going to be outrageous. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, I mean, I, I apparently Jeff was saying online this week that um, uh, uh, Meryl Streep is going to come back as well, which I think is great and makes total sense. I is also that confirmed? See, uh, I don't know. Jeff said that he'd reported it, and I'm like, I've heard nothing from the studio. So, I, not that I don't trust Jeff, I do trust Jeff, Jeff and I would, knowledge. I would think that she would because it was a massive success for her. And why not? But I, how many of the other characters do you want to see back, or do you want to see it go in a different direction? Because I'll be very—I love Julie Walters, one of my favorite comedians from the UK. I absolutely adore her. And is it Jeremy Jordan that's in it? The the guy that's uh, on Supergirl right now? Is that who the guy? I haven't seen. No, him it was uh, the guys on Preacher, Dominic. Oh, Dominic, um, Dominic Cooper. Yeah, that's who it is. Oh, okay. They look kind of silly. Yeah, he's awesome. I forgot. Yeah. It's just getting me more excited. I it's want... probably been like three years since I've seen this film. I have to go watch it again. I want terrible singer Pierce Brosnan to come back. Why? Because I love terrible singing Pierce Brosnan. It was kind of great. I thought I, lo- I loved how shit the guys were at singing. Mm. I genuinely... It's like dad dancing. It's like I just... <laughs> They it were didn't terrible. It, on the soundtrack, it mattered a little bit. I after the fact, I was like, "Ooh, this is a little hard to get through." But oh yeah, it is Dominic Cooper. His voice was a gem. Mm. Uh, but when you're watching it, you can have itchy, scratchy nails on a chalkboard voice all day, and I don't care. I don't care. I'd, I'd, I'd seriously bring all the cast back, wow, have them doing been, something else. It's been years, or what are you doing after the show? I feel like we have to go watch this movie. <laughs> you and I are going to go see Mamma Mia. A hundred percent. We can probably find it screening somewhere in Austin. Or not. Because no. all the protests. All the men again. have stopped it. Wow. Yeah. I'm genuinely this? excited for that. I like, I, I've said on the show previously, I, I do enjoy musicals. And I enjoy musical movies, even some really terrible ones. But what do we do after, because I, of course, saw the show a bajillion times, too. What do we do now for the sequel? What are we, I mean, we can't well, we have go, We whole, go again. Because we, well, here, here we, we, we go, go so whatever we the go the is, we do it again. Line, so what are we going to, what are we working with? I have no idea. I'm sure Universal have an idea, because it's coming out... In a year and a month. Only a year and a month until Mamma Mia. That's the best news I've heard all day. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm sure they have some sort of... I don't know. I'm assuming it would be a mother-daughter trip somewhere. But I was also thinking, what back catalogue songs do ABBA... I mean, they are going to record some new songs for this. We know this. But there's what songs didn't they use in the first film that are well-known that are going to be the hook to drive people to see this? You see, because having songs that you know in a movie doesn't always necessarily mean that it's going to be a hit. Because I love Rock of Ages. I love Rock of Ages, too. I love that movie. 
so much. It's the and worst. And it kills me that it bombed. It, it's awful, though, but I love it. You can't say it's a good movie. You can say you love it all you want. I can say it, but it doesn't mean it's right. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love that movie. It's, I think it's great. It's so fun. It's awesome. One of my favorite roles that Tom Cruise has done. Oh, my God. Seriously. He was, he was a god at How can movie. I be Tom Cruise? I love Tom Cruise. Uh, you're halfway there. You guys are, like, pretty even height. That is I true. Hear, yeah, he... We physically get compared yeah. quite a lot. Whenever I'm out and people are like, is that Tom Cruise? I'm like, it's not. You guys look but a you, lot alike. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and you rarely see us in the same room. I feel like a little more Scientology out of you, and then you're there. Boom. Yeah. Done it. Good luck with that. Yeah. Get some Katie Holmes in your life. That always goes well. Yeah, that goes. Oh, I would, Yes. I, I, yeah, if I wasn't already married, and, and she would probably say no, I would totally marry Katie Holmes. Cool, cool. Yeah, I mean, there's two small factors there. One? Me being married and her mm. not wanting to marry me. I feel like we could get over both of those. Yeah. I feel like you go with the second one first, and once yeah. you convince her, you ask your wife about it. <laughs> and she's and like, if she's no, cool, and I'm like, really sorry, Katie yeah. Holmes, I can't marry you. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. awkward. What, with the whole being married already thing? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, I'm glad that you're super psyched about it. Yeah, beer. yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I just want to know what they're going to do with it. I don't know. I'm going to go and see it regardless. I'm going to start writing. I'm going to take out my diary when I get home and start thinking about different plots we could go with. We should totally do it. We'll do a separate show. Well, if Meryl Streep doesn't come back, what will we do? Then we can't do Mother Daughter Trip. Then we're just daughter on the beach somewhere. Which is a dull movie. Yeah. I want to go to Santorini. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Two hours. <laughs> yeah, like, have a drink. Yeah. So I want to see. I want to see who they're bringing back. I mean, you know, I, I would I would love that. Uh, let's talk about uh, another uh, woman in film. Um, Sophia Coppola this week, winning Best Director at Cannes. Mm-hmm. Cannes Film Festival uh, has just ended. Look at women this week. It's doing, been... doing stuff, man. Inventing yeah. What have they ever done until now? This was the first week in the creation of mankind that women came to play. What took you so long? Yeah. It's 2017. Yeah, you know, we got there, though. Have you been doing your hair? Yes, the whole time. And yeah. our makeup. And their makeup. And yeah. talking about But didn't boys. we look so pretty? So pretty. <laughs> but yeah, so Sophia Coppola is uh, only the second female director to receive this honor. Last time was Jane Campion's The Piano. Yeah. I, that was a long time ago. A really long time I ago. I had hair when that movie came out. As surprised as I was to hear that stat, I was not surprised at all. Yeah. Because I've lived through all of those years hearing everybody who has won mm-hmm. and knowing that they are male. So yeah. uh, it was interesting, but good for her. Good for her. So, she, she's also had an interesting career, though. She's had a, yeah, a very interesting, I mean, I've, I, again, I've loved some of her work and I'm looking forward to seeing The Beguiled next week. Um, big fan of Godfather 3? Um, is anybody a big fan of The Godfather 3? She nailed it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, won't, I won't talk to her about that. Um but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm very much looking forward to seeing this. But people are saying, oh, is it, is it a turnaround in the industry that it's a woman? And, you know, is it sexist that it's not usually a woman? And I'm like, well, if you look at how many women directors there are, and if you look at how many female directors then get to take their stuff to can, that is a small number. Tiny. It's a tiny number. So the chances of a woman winning it more often are quite remote anyway, purely by the fact that mathematically there are less women in there. It's not about... We don't need more women winning. We need more women in the game. And that is exactly right. And that's the problem right now. How could this be a turnaround? We're, we don't even have to turn around to what? Mm. You can't call it a comeback when there's one. You yeah. know, we need a little bit more of a, a trend. We need more players. So that's 
That's what I say to that. Are you looking forward to The Beguiled? Yeah, I am, actually. Yeah, I've, I've I literally just ordered the original movie um, from Amazon. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that. A good cast. Yeah, too. I'm going to do that. Uh, okay, so there's so much more that we, we didn't get to talk about, um, unfortunately, because we're coming towards the end. Very quickly, just touch on some stuff. Um, Animaniacs reboot in the works. It's going to be a TV show. Would it work better as a movie? Yes or no? Animaniacs. No. Okay, that was very quick. Uh, Charlie Sheen trying to get Major League Three off the ground. Uh, he just needs money and Morgan Creek to say that he can do it. So those are big hurdles. I can't wait for Major League Three, said no one ever yeah, part, at any point. Apart from Charlie Sheen. Yes. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan's Tales from the Crypt reboot is dead. Um, I mentioned that at the top of the show. Simon sad. Yeah, I am sad because I actually enjoyed the kind of shitty Tales of the Crypt movies that they did a couple of years ago. The um, Bordello of Blood and and that. I'm sad for you. Yeah, you're not sad about the movie. No. Okay, uh, let's talk about some trailers very, very quickly. Um, we haven't had a chance to get to Dark Universe. Um, we'll, we'll come back to that next week. We haven't touched on the Sin City TV show. Um, two trailers very quickly. Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah! Yes. This trailer was awesome! I haven't been this excited about a movie in a cast for quite a while. Yeah. Yes. Logan Lucky, another trailer this week. Weird. Yeah. In a good way. Yeah. Both look like films that people had amazing times making. Absolutely. Just solid from start to finish. Logan Lucky, I haven't quite gotten the tone of, but I'm in. I'm in on it. And stop the presses. It looks looks like Daniel Craig had a good time. Everybody. You don't get to say that very often. (laughs) Not something that happens. Uh, Two big releases uh, of the movies this weekend. Wonder Woman, which obviously we've talked about a lot on the show. Uh, Thursday box office was 11 million. To give that some context for this type of film, uh, it was 9.4 million for Doctor Strange, 17 million for Guardians, and 16.3 million for Beauty and the Beast. So it's good. Good, I think not great. It's not great, but it's it's okay, and I think word of mouth is going to be strong. It's looking at a, a hundred million plus. You US think we're going to hit that? I'm hearing ninety five. I think it's going to be close. I don't know if it's going to be a hundred, but I think word of mouth is going to carry it strong for the next couple of weeks. Go see it. Yeah, when you think Man of Steel did uh, one point six, uh, one hundred sixty six point six million, and Suicide Squad did one hundred thirty five, something like that. It, it kind of needs that. Yeah. Captain Underpants six hundred fifty thousand uh, last night. Good for them. Good, good, good for Captain in underpants uh that's in line with home and it's it's less than trolls trolls did nine hundred thousand. oh i don't i don't hear anybody going i want to see captain underpants this week oh wow which You're is also around the right people my stripper name hey captain underpants mr shy simon shy simon aka captain underpants <laughs> roxy stryer that's it's me. been an absolute pleasure having you on the show this week thank you for having me and letting me fill in for you while you filled in for jeff i i love it i don't know where jeff is Oh, I don't know where on he a is. mission. He's, yeah, he's, let's say a mission. Dark or Universe. Arrested. Oh. One of, oh my God, Jeff, what happened? One of the, hey, you know, Jeff. Oh. What can't happen? You know us Jeff? Bostonian Jews. <laughs> he has not been. Uh, that's also going to be a TV show, Bostonian Jews. Uh, it's just me and Jeff. It is just you and Jeff. Oh, okay. It's, yeah, it's not a lot. It's going to. That and Mamma Mia 2 is going to be great. Yes. Uh, so, Roxy, where can we find you? Uh, on social media yeah. and on the Popcorn Talk Network. Everywhere at Roxy Stryer. And if you're watching this live at noon, we're going to be doing DC movie news. So, we'll talk more Wonder Woman. Uh, and my name is Simon Thompson. Uh, I'm the co host on Meet the Movie Press. Jeff is going to be back next week, as will I. You can find me on social media at showbiz simon uh, and on instagram as well and on facebook i have a page this is simon thompson thank you so much for watching the movie press this week uh, we have had so much to talk about it thank seems like we could have done me. thank you yes. for thank you for agreeing 
to be here in that chair talking to and me. And inventing things. I think this one, You're yeah. You're welcome, yeah. women. Keep it up, women. <laughs> uh, we'll see you next week. Tell everybody about the show. Share, like, subscribe. Tell everybody, even if they don't want to hear it, tell them because they're, they're kind of missing out. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so thank you, Roxy. Thank you, Simon. Producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.